Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Atkinson. Always fun, a little bit weird, but that's what makes me unique, right? And I hope it's what you guys love about me. On the last episode, we dived into part one of how I sold $12,409 in a brand new niche with no audience. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. Guys, we were dropping some very interesting behind the scenes stuff in the last episode. If you didn't check that out, you need to because it was really fun. And today we're going to go into even more detail. This is part two of that episode. Enjoy, guys. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What's going on, Entrepreneur Junkies? Welcome back to this part two episode where I'm going to be diving into a little bit more detail about how I sold $12,409 with this niche. Um, But I also want to share with you guys why I think this was such a successful campaign. And on this episode, I'm going to share with you some of the things that I would do a little bit differently. So back in the last episode, we kind of talked about something. And I just want to clarify a point really quickly. In the title of this episode, I'm saying how I built this in a brand new niche with no audience. I just want to say I do have an audience. Audience. It's not really that big. I have about 900 to 1,000 people on an email list, but I didn't actually email that list about what this product was going to be. I actually sold everything inside this product from just the Facebook group that we built around the Content Launch Secrets Masterclass. And the other thing that I wanted to share as well is that really pretty much everybody that was in that Content Launch Masterclass was a brand new person to me. Everybody that's engaging inside that community, apart from maybe one or two select people who've been following my stuff on Facebook, almost all of them are brand new to me as an audience. So that's why I wanted to say how I built this with no audience. And, you know, on the last episode, I kind of shared with you guys about building up pressure, how building up pressure on your product launch is really, really important. And I talked to you about how I was doing posts and engagements and things like that to try and build up this pressure. Now, what I wanted to share with you guys today on this episode was actually how I did the actual overview of the whole launch and why I think it was successful. So just to take it back, you know, guys, the launch itself was kind of crazy because, you know, it was uh, three days of me giving, you know, value after left, right and center. And it was pretty funny because I was actually in Bali with my girlfriend, Gina, and, um, 
we didn't have anywhere that we could record the episode. So I was like, okay, I need somewhere that has a whiteboard so I can draw on this whiteboard as I'm going through it. All the best marketers do stuff on whiteboards. So I thought, all right, that's got to be me. I've got to do that too. And, you know, we were scrambling around because the internet speed in our hotel and where we were staying was pretty poor. Like it was like two megabyte download speed, like even less than that upload speed. And, you know, we could barely stream Netflix, let alone me streaming a Facebook Live across to a bunch of people. So I was like, really struggling. So I ended up finding this place that was a co-working space called Dojo. And, you know, it was a lot of fun because, uh, you know, I went there and I had this tiny little room. It was basically a Skype room that people use to, you know, have Skype conversations. And I shoehorned this kind of (laughs) this like stand in there so I could draw on the whiteboard. And it was kind of nuts because the guys who were running the space were like, what the hell is this guy doing? And I had Gina's suitcase and I, I had to put Gina's suitcase on top of the desk so I could prop up my laptop high enough so that people could actually see what I was doing from down above. Honestly, it was a crazy, crazy thing. But honestly, like I was going to try and rent out the meeting rooms, but they were going to charge me like $150 for literally just a couple of hours, which was like insane. They were like, hey, do you want the eight person meeting room or do you want the 16 person meeting room? I was like, hey, can I just have a bathroom cubicle that I can do this in? Because that's totally fine. So they're like, yeah, we've got this tiny ass room you can use. So that was a lot of fun. But, you know, this whole three days of the content launch masterclass was pretty intense because what I knew that I needed to do was build up a lot of pressure. And Just one thing that I want to share with you guys really quickly that I could have done a lot better was because I was planning out the product launch, because I was building out the funnel for, you know, the 28 day podcast profit lab. And because I was also building up this group and building all of the content of what I was going to teach, it was all a brand new idea. So, you know, I scrambled everything together in literally three weeks. So one of the things that I really let myself down on, which I think if I'd done better, I could have got more people in the group. And, you know, it isn't really necessarily a problem because the good thing about the launch was that I filled all of the spots. So I guess if I'd have had more people who wanted to get in, it would have been a shame because there wouldn't have been any space. As it stands, you know, we have 11 people in the program, which is great because I originally intended to have 10 people. So it's about, you know, right as to the amount of people that are inside the program. But anyway, I digress. One of the things that I probably could have done better if I wanted to make it a more dramatic launch. And, you know, just to give you guys an understanding of the volume of what we did, um, you know, I um, put out the content onto Facebook. I actually managed to get about 500 comments on my post, which was promoting the Content Launch Secrets Masterclass. Part of my strategy in that was that I used a funnel, which was very, very similar to the one that Steven Larson actually used in his Offer My Masterclass. And the funnel was a great design. And and basically, it helps people just a one page simple funnel. And anybody that went through it, you could literally get people excited about your masterclass. And on the second page, there was a share funnel element. And, you know, it was interesting because I tried something a little bit different to what Steve did. Um, Steve used a program and a software called UpViral. And UpViral, how it works is it will um, have the option where someone can click and share uh, whatever it is that you're promoting and it will share it to their Facebook page. So, you know, what Steve did was he got people to share his post and then people could get a copy of a share funnel. So I did exactly the same thing. But what I did instead was I said, hey, guys, here's my post, the organic post I posted uh, that had like 500 comments on it. I said, if you share this post, email this email address here and you'll get access to this funnel. 
And I actually made the autoresponder really simple. I created a brand new email address so that anytime anybody emailed that email, it would respond automatically with an out of office reply. And that's what gave them the link to the funnel. So <laughs> I wanted to make it really easy. I didn't want to have a super complicated autoresponder sequence. So I kind of just hacked that together and, you know, it served its purpose. When somebody shared it, they emailed the proof to that email address and then it would automatically reply and say, hey, thanks for emailing me emailing me, here's the access to um, to the share funnel. So that worked really well. And actually that share funnel itself, we managed to get about 40 shares. And, you know, we had overall on that page, I think we had 150 people that signed up for the content launch masterclass and about 30 to 40 of those people actually shared that post. So for me, you know, 25, 30% success on that share funnel, that actually worked out pretty well. And a lot of people got to use the funnel and that's extra value that I was providing. One thing I'm actually going to do for you guys is if you want to get access to that share funnel, I'm going to give it away to you guys for free at the end of this episode, just because I want to make sure that you guys get a lot of value. So if you want to get access to that, go down into the show notes down below. I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you guys can actually access that that share funnel. So this was what I did to kind of launch the program and to just share the numbers. You know, we had about 150 people that went from my organic post on Facebook who then went to sign up for this masterclass. So that was 150 people signing up for the email list. Now, what I started to notice was that I had this autoresponder that went out and I based it off a five day script from the dotcom secrets book. And it was very, very close to Russell's kind of template, but with my own stories interweaved. And what I noticed was that a lot of people were reading the email on day one, but not a lot of people were actually clicking through to sign up for the Facebook group because my strategy for this whole thing was that I wanted to find a way that I could fill a Facebook group full of my target audience. That was the whole idea behind this. So what I wanted to do, and let me just paint you the top level picture right here so you guys can get an overview. I wanted to create this funnel so that if somebody wanted to access the masterclass, they had to go and join our Facebook group to get it. Now, that was the idea then was that I would fill this Facebook group with like 500 or a thousand people. And it's how I was going to build a very, very fast growing Facebook group kind of out the blue before anybody even knew, knew what was happening. Now to date, that Facebook group has like 250 people in it and it's super engaged. I use Chantal Page Turner's techniques inside her culture method to actually get that uh, group super engaged. And we had like 70 to 90% engagement rate inside that group, which is pretty insane. But my technique was basically to fill my group. That's how I wanted to do it. And it worked pretty well because we got 250 people. It's super engaged. But I feel like I missed the ball here. And, and the thing that really frustrated me was that people weren't reading my emails. So it was, you know, on the first email, the open rate was like 50 or 60%, but the click-through rate was only like 15%. So if you think about this, it, logically, you know, 200 people signed up, but only 15% were clicking through. That means I was only getting 25 people that were actually going to be going and clicking and joining this group, which like was not good for me because the masterclass and also, you know, this content that comes after inside the Facebook group was how I was going to convince people to buy my product. So I had halfway through doing this kind of launch, I kind of did a 180 and I decided, you know what, this isn't working as well as I thought it was. I'm going to have a go at many chat and I'm going to try and do a Facebook bot instead. And actually the success rate of the Facebook chat bot was a lot better than it was with my email list. So, you know, I started to still email these people to say, hey, come on, you know, uh, let's get on the masterclass. But still, we didn't have a lot of click through and we didn't have great open rates. Now, 
I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board and look at my email list and try and figure out what I did wrong so that I can get a better result with this. A lot of it might be that, you know, these were brand new people, so they maybe weren't going to see my email, um, but also it was a brand new email address. So I wonder whether sometimes it was going into the spam box. But instead, when I did it on ManyChat, what started to happening was, you know, I went back and I retrospectively messaged everybody that had already signed up for the Content Launch Masterclass. And I said, hey, guys, here's our messenger bot. I want you to click this button so you get notified when the masterclass goes live. And of course, almost everybody wanted to do that because they're like, yeah, that's a really good idea. I want to make sure I don't miss the masterclass because I know it's only up for 24 hours. So we ended up getting about 250 people to actually sign up for the many, many chat bot. So not only do I have these, you know, 150 people on my email list, I now have them on a list for my bot as well. So that was kind of like a double win. But also what I found was that a lot more people were actually clicking through on the many chat bot when I was on there. You know, people were already on Facebook. All it took was a simple click and they got sent straight across to the Facebook group. So I started, you know, after we had about 150 people signing up through this content launch secrets funnel, I actually changed my strategy and just started sending people to the bot, which would send them straight to the Facebook group. So I thought less hurdles to jump through. It was going to be easier for them. So the steps before was they would have gone to the funnel then the funnel would have um, gone to a second page which was a share page and then on that second page there was a button to click on to go and join the Facebook group a lot of people didn't click that so then they would get an email and in the first email I didn't get them to click the Facebook group and in the second email that's when I finally said, okay, go and join the Facebook group. So there's like four or five hurdles to jump through at that stage. And instead with the bot, it was like, click this link straight into the bot. The, the second message they get is join the Facebook group. So literally within 10 seconds of them clicking the link on the comment thread, which was about join the masterclass, they were clicking the link to get inside the Facebook group. Now, I think that is a key factor to why we got a lot more people in the group. And I can put it down to really just attention spam. People nowadays only have like a seven second attention span. So when I did that, you know, instead of people having to go through this process and watch a video and go through all of these different things, it was very fast. It was very quick. They were signing up for the group. And that ultimately was where I was going to deliver the masterclass. And ultimately was my end goal. I didn't really care that much about getting them on my list, although I know that's valuable. I was more interested in getting these people into the group because that's where I was going to deliver the value. So that's what I did. And actually, you know, the group turned out to be great. We had a lot of people in there. One thing that I should have done, which I didn't do as well, was get more people to promote this challenge for me. Now, whenever you're getting affiliates on board to promote whatever it is that you're selling, you have to really give them a reason to want to promote it. And one of the big challenges I had was because I didn't have a lot of money and because I only had 10 to 12, you know, 10 of these spots open, I didn't want to give away affiliate income to people to promote the challenge, I thought that I would be able to fill those 10 spots on my own. And in the end we did, which was good because otherwise I would have given away a lot of income from this promotion to those affiliates that send the traffic. We would have had more people in the front end, but I would have had less money on the back end. Now, there's definitely a, a situation there where you could weigh up the pros and cons and you could say to yourself, would it have been a better business decision to get more people into that group on the front end and maybe take a little bit less profit? Probably that would have happened, but also with everything that was happening and, and how many things that I was trying to get together in just those three weeks, that was just one of the things that fell back down the wayside. I got a couple people on board. I didn't have time to put an affiliate program together, but I did what we call a, a list sharing opportunity 
opportunity. So people who joined inside and, and I said to them, hey, listen, if you want to promote this challenge, what we'll do is we'll do a list share so that when people sign up, they get something valuable from you and you can access this list. And and in the end, we only got a couple of people to do that. They didn't even want to access the list in the end. So that wasn't all that successful. So for you guys who are listening to this right now, if you have a product that you're going to launch and you don't have a cap on it, so maybe you don't just have 10 spots that you can fill, maybe you have a lot more, I would definitely next time work a lot harder on the affiliates because the way that you get the traffic has to come from somewhere, right? So I was getting a good amount of traffic to this challenge through my Facebook page, but if I'd have had affiliates behind me as well, we could have probably 10x the amount of reach that we had and would have reached a much stronger audience. So one thing that I'm gonna be doing is when we do the full product launch of this in the near future, I'm gonna be utilizing affiliates so that we can get a much wider reach out there. Now, when it came to actually teaching the masterclass, let me tell you, the masterclass went great. We had a bunch of people that were in there one of the strategies that I did to make sure that we were giving as many people on the live as possible, that we were getting a lot of engagement, was I gave away a lot of prizes inside the Facebook group. So I was giving away us creating an intro and outro for somebody. I was also giving away the fact that we were going to give, you know, sessions, one-on-one sessions with me to help people figure out their products. I was giving away time with me. I was giving away a cover art um, image that was being created. I wanted to create a lot of value. And I was also giving away a lot of bonuses. So for people that left me testimonials, I was giving them free access to the Content Launch Secrets Masterclass. For people that were doing their videos inside the group, I was giving them bonuses. For people that were engaging on these posts as well, I was going to give them access to my notes from the challenge. So there's lots of things that you can do to give extra value to the audience. And and what happens is people are now in this mindset that I'm this big value bringer which is really what I wanted to get out of it because I wanted people to understand, wow, if he gives this much value now, how much is he going to give when he does his full program, right? And, and that's kind of the mindset that I wanted to do. Now, sometimes it's hard to keep that up. It's hard to be continuing to give value all the time because there's only so much free stuff you can give away. But certainly for your launch, when you're launching your product inside this period, I would definitely focus on giving a lot away. You don't have to fulfill on it straight away either. So for example, I promised somebody that I was going to create an intro and outro for them. I also promised that I was going to give away some sessions. You don't have to do that straight away. You know, I said to them, okay, we're going to be doing this in a couple of weeks when we're going through the challenge. So it's not something that you have to instantly deliver either, but just make sure you're making people aware of that upfront because you want to make sure that they're not feeling disappointed that you've not given them that kind of free value. So that's something that's really important, guys, and that's something that I would do. Another thing that I did, which was very valuable, was that inside the live stream on my content training, I asked people who were struggling and I said, hey, if you're struggling with figuring out your who in your audience, give me a hashtag know who. And what I did was everybody that gave me that and said, hey, listen, I'm really struggling is I did an extra private session with them where I dived in deep with each of them individually on how to understand your who on a much deeper level. So there's other little things that you can do which are related to your time and not necessarily money that you can continue to give value. Now, when it came to the actual launch itself, What I did was uh, I had my many chat list, I had my email list, and I was making sure that people were showing up on the live. So I would put a post out on my Facebook post. I would um, do a live video on my Facebook wall kind of 15 minutes before to get people hyped up about it. I would um, do a Facebook um, and an email 
that went out an hour before the masterclass started at 10 a.m. EST. I let everybody know in plenty of time ahead on the Facebook group as well that it was going live. I did a post the day before, got everybody saying like, what are you excited? What's the biggest thing that you want to learn from this? Um, and I did that every day and I did it with takeaways. So I would also say on like day two, hey guys, what's your big takeaway from day two? And then put it in this post and that would get people excited for the next day because they can see all of these revelations that people are having inside the training. So always, 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 I was hyping up when the next thing was coming. And that was really important. And I think it was a big reason why we had so many people show up for the live training. Um, so that was really cool. Um, I did the an hour before, I did five, 15 minutes before and five minutes before as a reminder by email and also through my many chat list to say, hey, we're going live now. We're going live now. We're going live in an hour. Check it out. All right. And that was how I hyped up the, the training. Now, in terms of how I sold my product, I did three days of live training. And on the third day, at the very end of the presentation, I pitched my offer. And it was kind of like a whiteboard webinar where I was talking through all of the value. And then I told people about the program. I was really enthusiastic. And I told them about everything that was included, what it was going to be. I told them about the value, uh, what I thought they were going to get out of it. I did a lot of the elements from Russell Brunson's perfect webinar about, you know, if you thought it was only going to give you this much value, is that good? Um, but there were also some elements which I think I could have done a little bit better. Now, on the initial pitch, I didn't actually get any sales straight away. But within a day, I'd got four sales. And within two or three days after that, um, and before the cart closed on that Sunday, I'd managed to fill all the slots, which was kind of crazy. And what happened was, you know, people were mulling it over and they were in this decision making process. And one of the things that I thought worked really well in my favor was that I got people to apply, not just buy. So what happened was when people checked out the sales page, um, when they went through that kind of sales page to find out all the information, I didn't do a click here to buy, I did a click here to apply. And that meant that, you know, on that page, I said to people, listen, if you're thinking about this program, but you're not 100% sure if it's for you, click this button to get on a 15 minute call with me and we'll talk through everything with your business and we'll see if it's a right fit for both of us. Now, that was really valuable because when people booked that application, they knew, all right, I'm not committing to buying it. It's just a conversation. But what happens then is on a phone call, you have much more flexibility in terms of talking to people about what their pain points are and basically doing a better job of selling to them. So if you guys are in this position and it's a brand new product launch, I would wholeheartedly recommend doing an application because you can speak to the person on the phone, you can find out what their specific challenges are, and then you can explain to them in your sales message on the phone how your program is going to help them which is a lot better than any video or sales page will ever do. Now, that was really powerful. Now, the other thing I did, which I thought was kind of clever, is after people landed on the application page and had left their application, I had a button down the bottom that said, have you finished your application? You can go and purchase. Now, a lot of people, before they even had the application call with me, went through and they purchased the offer. Now, that was good. And what did happen with one person is one person did pay. And then when I spoke to her, we both agreed that it might not be the best fit for her in the program. And I actually refunded her the money. So I want you guys to be ethical with this. When I talked about doing an application, that wasn't just because I could sell more people into the program. I genuinely wanted just the right people for my program in there because I wanted these 10 people to have amazing value. I wanted them to be these amazing case studies where at the end of it, they've created their podcast and they've had success 
business. And I wasn't going to get that if I had the wrong people in my program. So remember, guys, always be ethical with this and be really genuine with your audience. And the good thing about it is if you've identified who your perfect customer is, you should be having the right people that are attracted to you. So in that sense, you can kind of talk to these people really plainly and really connect with them on that deeper level. But that application funnel worked great because, you know, I didn't have to convince a lot of these people on the phone to buy. They'd actually already bought and we were just going through this process of selecting and seeing if they would be a good fit. Now, there were some other people who didn't click through and buy straight away and they needed a little bit more of a touch point. But pretty much everybody that I got onto an application call with ended up buying. I think there was three people out of all of the application calls I did who didn't end up buying. And actually, that conversion is great if you think about it. So, you know, I'd done a lot of the selling inside the masterclass already, but actually the phone call was the close that tipped them over the edge and got them to commit to coming into the program. So I thought that was really, really useful. So if you guys are doing this, that's definitely an element that I would apply and make sure that you guys do. Now, some things that didn't go so great with the launch, which I would probably change next time, is that because of the way that I structured it, um, I'd done like an hour on the day three of training, and then I did another hour of kind of pitching on the back end. Now, what happened was we originally started on day three with about 30 people on the live, by the time I got to my pitch, we had about 18 people that were left on that live presentation because they were kind of listening. If I did it differently next time, what I would probably do is more closely follow the Brendan Bouchard method and what Stephen Larson did. And what they do is they did say, if they have six sessions overall, instead of leaving the sales pitch until the very last day, they would sell it in number four. And that live session would be just a webinar pitch. So instead of doing training first, followed up by the webinar pitch, they would just go straight into the pitch. Now, there's a number of benefits of that. People are on the live. They know more value is coming. And a lot of people show up and whoever shows up is going to get the pitch straight away. But also then on days five and six, you know, those sessions that they're doing afterwards, those sessions can overcome a lot of the false beliefs that people have after they've listened to the pitch. So it's kind of like that sticker shock. They see the price, they hear the pitch, and then over the next two days, they're still getting value. But what you're teaching can actually overcome a lot of the objections that they have in their mind. So maybe I could have done on the days, I could have done two extra sessions on the back end, which would have helped to really overcome some of those objections. So that's something that I would do a little bit differently next time. What's interesting is that with the sale campaign, I didn't actually do any emailing out to my whole list. And I ended up putting a Facebook status on my personal profile to say, hey, this program is launched. But we didn't get anybody that came through that status that actually ended up buying. All of the sales came through the Facebook group or actually on my podcast, which is kind of amazing. Now, for my podcast, I'd actually spoken to a lot of people beforehand and got them excited about you know what this product was. I talked to them actually on the podcast episodes themselves just about their business. But then on the back end, I told them about our product, how it was going to work. And I got a lot of sales to the podcast that way as well. Now, that strategy of showing you guys how you can make sales through your podcast is actually what we teach in the course. And it was pretty insane, actually, because we got you know over 50% of the sales through people that I'd interviewed on my podcast, which was kind of exciting. But also on the back end, we got five or six of these sales, you know, $6,000, $7,000 worth of sales through the Facebook group itself, which was kind of crazy. So pretty much all of these sales have come through brand new people that we're speaking to about the Content Launch Secrets Masterclass and then straight into the 28-day 
Podcast Profit Lab. So it was a lot of fun, amazing, amazing experience. I learned a whole ton. And one of the biggest things that was a big takeaway for me as to why the launch was successful was that I ended up just setting a day and taking action. You know, three weeks before I'd gotten the idea, and then I literally said to myself, okay, Jamie, this is what you're going to do. Map it out and go and do it. And I, I gave myself an outline. Here's what I'm going to do on these days to make sure I can get plenty done in that time. Don't get me wrong. Those three weeks were intense. There was a lot of stuff that we did in that time. And, you know, it took me a whole bunch of, you know, hours every day to get all of the work completed. But there were some things I didn't do because I didn't have enough time. But ultimately, I put it out there and I launched. And at the end result of that, I've got amazing people in my program. I've got this amazing engaged Facebook group, which if you go onto Facebook, you can search and join this group. It's called Podcasting 101, Four Ways to Monetize Your Podcast. And we're going to keep giving a ton of free value inside that group and the community is absolutely amazing. But what was amazing about this really is that I did it, I took action and I launched it. And although there were some things that I would do differently next time, Actually, overall, it was a pretty big success and I'm super excited for what's going to be coming in the future. So guys, if you're listening to this, I hope this was valuable. I wanted to really document the progress and share behind the scenes of what happened, you know, with the launch so that you guys can kind of take that in consideration. You can kind of think to yourself, all right, well, that was cool. Now I understand in a bit more detail. And for you guys who actually want to get hold of that funnel that I did, which got all that attention in the first place, just make sure you head down into the show notes. I'm going to put a link in the show notes so you guys can go and download and grab a copy of that share funnel for free just since you've listened to this episode. So thanks so much for listening, guys. I can't wait to catch you on the next episode and uh, have a great evening and we'll see you soon. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to the last episode. And I just want to let you know that we're doing an amazing competition for you guys. It's called the four for four competition. Four amazing entrepreneurs have sponsored this podcast for the next month and a half. And they're doing it to give you guys access to their flagship courses completely for free. There's going to be four lucky winners who are going to get access to four powerful courses from some of the best online entrepreneurs out there. You have Doug Bowton, who's giving away his highly sought after sales funnel mastery course. You've got Chantel Turner is giving away her engagement driving culture method course. You have Wendy who's giving away her mind-bending procrastination cure course and Samantha Brown who's giving away her double your tribe challenge these are four amazing courses which are all worth a combined total of over $2,500 and we're giving it away to you guys for free all you have to do to be in with a chance of winning this competition is to scroll down on the podcast page leave a rating and review and just screenshot your review just before you publish it and email it to jamie at entrepreneurjunkie.co competitions are going to be ending on June the 30th. Make sure you get your entries in, guys. And if you've already left a rating or review on the podcast, just screenshot your podcast review and we'll still enter you into the competition. Make sure you guys enter before this competition goes away. There's going to be four lucky winners. You don't want to miss this, guys. So basically, the, one of the things... That, <laughs> What's up, entrepreneur junkies? Honestly, every time, I swear. <laughs> What's up, entrepreneur? <laughs> so when I was doing this big Facebook group, I didn't realize that I was going <laughs> to... Uh, uh, oh my God, honestly. Every time I try and speak, I end up like tripping over... Ugh. <laughs> Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. 
One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.